Hey guys, it's Rachel. I have hamsters and today I'm coming to you with a very special episode. Um, I finally recorded and didn't delete. Um, <laughs> well, anything could happen still, but um, hopefully did not delete the interview with a very special woman who runs Chips Hamster Sanctuary. Uh, you can look her up on Instagram. It's all one word, Chips Hamster Sanctuary. She is in the LA County area and she currently has 13 sanctuary hamsters and she volunteers at the Baldwin Park uh, Animal Shelter, um, which is in the San Gabriel Valley. And it was just so great to chat with her and hear about what motivates her and what she loves doing and just feel inspired by all the work she does. Um, so I hope you enjoy this interview and if you have any questions or thoughts or comments, you can always email me at rachelgothamsters at gmail.com. Okay, enjoy. There we go. Okay, it's recording. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for joining me. Um, I, you know what? It's funny. I couldn't remember your first name, but now I remember. It's well, it came up. <laughs> yeah. I know I sent you something at some point, um, and I was like, I can't remember what her name is because on your Instagram, it's just tips, um, hamster sanctuary. And I always think of you as that. And then it's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I guess I thing. put my name somewhere, huh? <laughs> you know, it's up to you. It's the internet. Some people have various opinions. And it kind of, I don't know, there's something nice about the anonymity at times. I don't know if you feel that way. Yes, especially for my, for the one for the shelter. <laughs> I'm like, no right. names, no names. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Yes, for sure. Um, so just so you know, um, I don't usually I don't usually edit these. I've just been doing like conversations with people. If you say something you want me to edit out, we can do that. But um, I just well, mostly it's because I'm like too busy. <laughs> but um, but I wanted to do this podcast anyway because I just felt like there's so many cool people doing cool things in the small animal hamster world that like I think unless you're really like hooked into Instagram. Um, and maybe LA, you don't really know about them. Uh, so that's why I want to do this. And I'm so glad that you were willing to come on the show. I, I know you're like so busy. You seem like the busiest person. <laughs> you know, I didn't realize how busy I was until you asked me, you know, like, <laughs> do you have time? And I, yeah, I was like, oh my God, I don't have time to sit down and have a conversation with someone. That's pretty sad. <laughs> so... I mean, I think it's just your, like, it seems like you're doing all of your time is really like going towards, I mean, you have a lot of animals in your care. I mean, I just based on your Instagram, but I don't know exactly how many you have just yourself, right? In your sanctuary. Right now I do have 13 hamsters in the sanctuary. Um, wow. I am fostering um, three guinea pigs for okay. um, Vegas, Vegas, um, Right. Well, for Casey. And uh, let's see. And then I have my personal animals, two cats and one dog. <laughs> and then, of course, to... I had to take in a dog with special needs. So. Of course. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's it... a little hectic. Yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah, so maybe we can start out. I'd love to know, like, I mean, I think I see a lot about the animals you take care of, but I'd love to know like a little bit about you. Um, I think you're based in somewhere in LA-ish. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe a few fun facts, just whatever, you know, whatever you'd say to someone as a new, like, hey, I'm Veronica, I do this. Um, so I am based out of San Gabriel Valley in California. Okay. Um, I am east of LA, so right. I'm kind of like the Lone Ranger out there. It seems like there's not like many rescues, or you know, um, I do volunteer work for Baldwin Park, which is near you know my city. Right. Um, so we're kind of like I always say, um, we're you know we're not LA like you know we're we're a little bit further out like from LA so like I feel mm -hmm. like we're kind of like forgotten in a sense because we are not like you know like they have like divorce out there like in um like shelter wise like, you know mm -hmm. um, they have like divorce out there like in San Bernardino and then Riverside and then you have the LA County and you know and I feel like the rescues are either based like on both ends and you know we're kind of like in the middle somewhere so right. I feel like sometimes we're like forgotten 
Yeah. And I've been to that, um, to that rescue to Baldwin because you used to, or do you still run the Baldwin Smalls of Baldwin Park or Baldwin Park? Yeah. Uh, small animals. That's you. Okay. That's me. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. I think maybe before you were volunteering or had that, I re- I got a hamster from Baldwin Park. I don't think they normally had, or at the time have like had hamsters very often there. Um, it is kind of far out there. And I, even at the time I worked in, um, in El Monte. So I was like kind of in that area, but it still was like kind of far. Right. <laughs> I was like, where am I going? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. And then with LA traffic, nobody wants to go eastbound when you have plenty of shelters like LA, you know, in the LA city. Like, so, um, Mm -hmm. so I feel like we're kind of like in the middle and we're like, you know, forgotten. So, um, I did, and that's how I started with the hamsters was because Baldwin Park had hamsters and, um, I went to go adopt one and, um, that's, that's how I, you know, I was like, okay, there's a need here for volunteers you know, the rabbits, the guinea pigs, the hamsters. Um, I went in to adopt Chip, which ended up being Chip, my first um, my first proper care hamster. And I noticed, you know, they were like in small cages. They were like- You know, I think know. we're losing you kind of. I don't know if oh. you're- if you're moving or like, I kind of lost the last little bit of what you said. Okay. Um, Sorry, I am driving. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm oh. transporting guinea pigs and hamsters. <laughs> of course you are. That's so real. <laughs> but now you sound better. Okay. So okay. tell me again. So you were starting to say something about Baldwin Park and how you started there and getting chip. And then I, but I it was kind of in and out. <laughs> so they had, I think they had about 15, 13 hamsters and they were okay. in, you know, crater cages, of course, like your usual, like right. at, at some of the shelters with no volunteer. Right. And I believe I ended up posting them in South LA, which was Queenie at the time. And Scotty mm-hmm. ended up, Scott from um, Scotty Animals, I forgot what right. um, he ended up taking them in. And that's, oh, how right. I, that's how I kind of got, you know, introduced into like, okay, like rescue work, like, um, like okay, there's, there's a small animal community like out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you didn't start, you have a dog and a cat. So you didn't start out thinking like, I really want to rescue hamsters. You right. just started as a volunteer at, at Baldwin park and then realized this is an issue. Well, I, first I just, um, I wanted a hamster and then that's okay. how I, like I ended up going to Baldwin, but like I ended I started doing my research. Like all of a sudden, I don't know, like, um, the light bulb, you know, just turned on and I was just like, let me have, like, let me research hamster care. And I started noticing like, oh my God, like what the pet stores told us to buy is so wrong. And I started like, you know, like doing my research and like, you know, looking at accounts like online and that's where I got like exposed to like, um, like South LA, West LA, like, you know, the volunteer accounts. And it was funny because my godson, like I was showing him, I said, look at all this like hamster stuff, like, you know, like. in their you know night angel cages and and i really wanted a hamster you know as an adult and i was like oh my i don't think i can afford all this (laughs) so um i know (laughs) so my my god said he was he was like well he's like he's like nina why don't you just you know like now that you know this why don't you just start little by little get a hamster but you know, just work your way up. You know, He's like, so smart. And I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but I'm like, well, look at these night angel cages. So, and then I looked out too because somebody had a night angel cage and a purview on offer up for eighty dollars. Whoa! Both of them. Yes, That's exactly. Great. So Chip yeah. was actually when I adopted him, he was actually in a bin cage, and soon enough, he got upgraded. And then okay. the guy contacted me again. They went where I got the night angel. And he's like, hey, I have like all the accessories. Do you want them? And I said, yes. And that's how like I was introduced to, you know, like I was able to give Chip like a an amazing home. But that's how like, that's how I ended up, you know, knowing about like proper hamster care. And then going to Baldwin Park and seeing like, oh my God, like these hamsters are stressed out. There was like five to like a critter trail cage and you know and they 
and like I said, like um, South LA, which was cleaning, and Scott ended up taking them and helping out with the transport. So, so that was like, I was like, okay, I kind of like this. <laughs> so, yeah. So what? What made? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I know it's just um, what made me. What was it? Oh, I was going to ask you what made you want a hamster or like what kind of, did, was there a moment or something you saw or like, how did that start? Um, well, I had hamsters as a kid and I just, I was like, oh, like, right. I, I was just looking into having a pet. I mean, this is before like I had my dog and, and cats and, you know, and I was like, okay, like, um, I'm ready for a pet. <laughs> and you know, I remembered, okay, I'm like, let's see a hamster. You know, I work long hours. My my career is very right. demanding, so I just mm-hmm. I decided, okay, I'm like this might you know be a good fit for me. Right. I think that hamsters are not pitched enough to like working adults because that's the same for me. It's like I wanted something fuzzy and warm, right. <laughs> but like could I could leave them at home all day and they wouldn't be sad. Um, and yeah, hamster is like perfect for people with busy jobs. Like I would get home, my hamster would wake up, want attention. It, it kind of, it works. It works, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I've met it's quite great. a few nurses like in, in, like, you know, in the medical field that they love having hamsters because they get home late Aww. and, you know, right. the hamsters up. And <laughs> so I'm like, they, yeah. they work. Yeah. Like you said, they're not pitched. They're not pitched, you know, to the working busy adult too much. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm impressed that you knew to look up like hamster care because I mean, when I got a hamster, I just in the same way, like I had one as a kid, I was like, okay, that's what ham. I, I didn't even like think, I guess also because at the time being an adult, like I didn't really watch YouTube that much or, um, I wasn't like, I would go on Instagram a little bit, but I, I wasn't like looking at those places for information. So I'm kind of impressed that you knew to think, like I need a refresher because <laughs> I, I did not know that until I brought one home. And then I was like, oh, what do I do with this? <laughs> I just so figured I'm like, something's had, you know, change. I had a hamster when, you know, I was in elementary school, middle school. Like, you know, I'm like, right. I'm pretty sure something has changed along the way. Like, <laughs> but if you go in a pet store, it does not seem like anything has changed. Like it's all the same. <laughs> right. Yes, that is yeah. very true. Which is funny. I mean, hopefully that will change one day, but we're not there yet. I will say that about LA. I think like LA is like so good and bad for hamsters. Like there's so many hamsters that are like in shelters and abandoned in parks and stuff. But at the same time, um, there's so many people selling like 75 gallon, like I found a 75 gallon tank in an alleyway. <laughs> And like, I just like cleaned it and I was like, awesome, free, really great enclosure. Right. Yeah. I feel like it's sort of like the good and the bad of living in a place in LA because you also want to take in like, I like, I had five hamsters in like my small apartment because I, and I wanted to take in so many more. I was like, how many can I get in here (laughs) until it gets like kind of out of control? Um, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. I'm curious what Baldwin Park looks like. Now, have you seen that there's like more hamsters in shelters or less? Have you seen like an ebb or a flow or that things have gotten better? Um, or I, I'm Ballin not sure. Park, for Ballin yeah. Park, um, it was, it was hit and miss. So um, uh, let's see, after the ones that Scott took, and this was like a year ago, um, mm-hmm. we didn't get any, I wasn't a volunteer at the time either there. I actually started at South LA because um, Baldwin Park didn't have a, volunteer liaison so I was waiting for one to get oh. hired and actually like the day of my orientation you know um there was maybe like 20 of us and you know she went down the line and said like oh what animals do you hope to work for and of course I was the only one that said guinea pigs rabbits hamsters you know right <laughs> and everyone looked at me like I was weird because some of them actually don't even know that you know they're there at the shelter right. they didn't know like we had no clue you guys had guinea pigs or hamsters like I never thought to look at the shelters but um so after the orientation was over and you know i'm officially a volunteer the volunteer liaison comes up to me and said hey we got a whole bunch of hamsters in you know can you help us sex them i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) i'm like okay like let's go so um from that time 
from that time until, I mean, we just seem to get them like in a big bunch. Like we either get like 15 to 20 or we have zero. Hmm. So that was about a year, like a year ago, I want to say, or two. And then after that, we've only had another batch of like 20 something hamsters. And then after that, we haven't really had like one might come in like a Syrian, but that's okay. about it. We haven't had too many. But guinea pigs, yes, we've had plenty. Oh, interesting. It and seems rabbits. like guinea, guinea pigs and rabbits are almost, I mean, I'm a hamster person, but it almost seems like guinea pigs and rabbits are a bigger issue just because they need so much more space and um, and they, they live so long. I mean, it's such a big commitment. I think people take them on and like don't really realize. And maybe I'm just right, but yeah, it seems like well, that's a big issue. Yes, I'm sure. Um, so I, uh, I did have a few more, oh, I was thinking a few things. So you said the thing about volunteering. I, I signed up to volunteer in LA during COVID and it was so difficult to get through the process because of COVID that I never even ended up volunteering. Uh Um, but I remember when I went to, uh, to, um, I think the only one I, I only adopted one hamster directly from a shelter because the other ones I got from rescues, but, um, from Baldwin Park, they made it so difficult <laughs> to get the hamster. It was so interesting. And I don't know if you have experienced this, but um, I called, I knew that the hamster was there at Baldwin Park. Um, he was listed on like the, he wasn't like available for adoption, but was also like red listed. It was like he came in and then they were like, okay, we're just going to put him right on the list to like, you know, and um, and so I called them. I was like, I'm interested in this hamster. I'll pick him up whenever. And they were like, well, we don't know. We don't know where. He... It was like they didn't even know where he was or something. And then I physically went there and it still, it took them like, I had to like wait outside. It took them like an hour. An hour. Yes. <laughs> it was the strangest process. And I was like, it's, how hard is this? I don't know. It just, it did feel like a particularly difficult um, and I don't know if it's like this all the time or maybe because hamsters are weird and people don't know what to do with them, but have you had that kind of experience yourself? Um, yes, yes and no. So, um, just like they're always understaffed They're they're very understaffed. Mm. So what happens is, and then that's like some of the things that I have brought up to them. I said, there's too much back and forth, like, because it, Oddly enough, like the hamsters, guinea pigs, like, you know, the small animals, they're in the cat building. So, (laughs) (laughs) yes. And you know, nobody says anything until a little seven, nine-year-old kid was like, he's like, miss, he's like, it's kind of weird that, you know, the rodents are in with the cats. Like, aren't they like prey animals? (laughs) Like, you know, you're the first one to say something. (laughs) But yeah, so my kid is weird. (laughs) But, um, so, um, I've had no choice sometimes, like, you know, when our numbers are low with the small animals to help out with the cats. And I don't know, like, if how, you know, you follow my account. Sometimes there's no, there's no cat person, like no cat volunteer that is posting or going in there and taking pictures and videos. So sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, when the, you know, the guinea pigs, I mean, the guinea pigs and the rabbits are having free time, I'll go like and record the, the um, cats. Oh, um, right. Yeah. So it's because they're in the same building. So I'm like, uh, you know, what it, you know, what's right. another post, right? So, um, so there's too much back and forth. So that's what I noticed with the, with the cats. It's like somebody, the member of the public comes in and says, oh, I'm interested in this cat and say they want to have a social. So they have to go back to the front office and be like, hey, I want to have a social. So when you go back to the front office, you can have people that are already adopting, people wanting to pay licensing. You know, you're dealing with like a long line. So now you're standing in line to fill out a form to have a social with a cat. And then you come back to the building and then and then they radio an employee to come and get the cat out of the kennel and put you in the catio with it. Like, you know, so it's like too <laughs> yes. much back and forth. And that's exactly what sometimes happens with the small animals it's like okay like you go into the building you see a bunny that you like if there's no volunteer there or employee there what chances are they're not because they're not only in charge of one building they're in charge of cleaning 
and dealing with the public and you know questions and oh, you know right. and so they're only like maybe one person for like say two two three buildings oh so, wow exactly Crazy. and then you have people like it's just all sorts of things like if you spend a day there it's like it's it's hectic it's it's really hectic then you have people like that have questions people that say like hey i lost my cat can we do a walkthrough like you know so now you have to walk right. through like the buildings that are not accessible but it's just like a lot of back and forth and then say you know like you like i want to adopt you know you go into building nine then you have to find an employee and be like oh i want to adopt this hamster so this employee tells you oh go ahead and go to the front here's the you know kennel number or the id number and mm -hmm. you know so take it to the front office do the paperwork so then you go back to the front office you do the paperwork and then they call the employee and say like we have an exit for you know the hamster so then the employee has to go back to the building grab the hamster they take it to the rvt the registered vet, vet technician they do an exit so then it depends oh. what the rvt is doing so the rvt could be doing meds could be um um, feeding, they might have an intake, you know, um, they're assessing someone or they're busy with the public as well sometimes, you know, explaining things to them. So then the RBT has to make notes in the system. And that's why you're in the front or outside waiting. And then until the RBT says, hey, the hamster is ready, then the employee goes back to the RBT room, grabs the hamster and takes it to you. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, just, that is yeah so convoluted so, and that so, is wild yeah yes so that's what like i would you know tell you know management like when it came to rescues like pulling hamsters guinea pigs you know they don't have that kind of time like you know like they have things that they need to do transports they probably have a lot of animals at home or you know or if they're storefronts you know that they need to attend to so they can't be sitting there you know waiting for an hour or two you know and it's if we're waiting right. an hour or two for one animal like imagine for multiple animals so right yeah so do you feel like it's and maybe you don't want to say anything because i know like la animal shelters well this is la county not lac but um but it's it's been like a very hot topic i feel like there's been a few big um, community meetings are they just like wildly unfunded? Is that what it is? Like, I feel like I went to this the um, West LA Animal Shelter once to drop off a bunch of um, donations, and um, it felt like there was so there were like a bunch of staff just kind of like hanging out in this community room. And I asked if I could bring the stuff back to the hamster room, and they were like, "No, you can't go back there." So then I just kind of like left it there. But then I don't know. I don't even know if it ever got. I think it did eventually get to the, I was trying to leave it for the volunteers so she could use it for the hamsters, but it just felt like a very strange, like, I don't know. Yeah. System. Um, and, I, and I don't know if it's just funding or if it's just like organizational problems or something, but it seems like what you're saying is just, there's not enough people to do the work that needs to be done. And yeah, and they must just heavily rely on volunteers to do what you're doing, which is like basic needs of the animals, right? more or less. They rely on the volunteers to do, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's their, you know, it's their job. But if we, if we go and clean like the enclosures or, you know, they're able to deal more with the public or, you know, there's certain animals that we can't touch. Like as volunteers, we don't have access to them, whether because they're say feral or medical, you know, or during quarantine or whatever it is, you know, they can handle that. Like, you know, like if we're there cleaning and we do walkthroughs, like for the public, like somebody looking for their pet, like that can alleviate. But I wasn't, like I said, I started as a volunteer for South LA, but I wasn't there long enough to see like where, where the breakdown is. Um, I wasn't even savvy enough to know like, okay, like these are your kennel attendants. These are your sergeants. These are... I wasn't there long enough, but like I have been at Baldwin Park long enough and it's just a staff shortage. I don't know like how much they make. Um, I don't know what their salary is, what they're, um, you know, what they're starting at, but I think it's just, um, I, I work for the county as well, not LA County, but San Bernardino County. And one of mm -hmm. the things that we face is 
we're not being competitive with our wages. So mm, let's right. just say like in my field of work, like um, they start off at $23, $25, but you're sending okay. them, to, you know, you're, this is LA, LA County. So you could send them to Agora, you could send them to Palmdale, Lancaster. You know, these people, when they apply, they don't know where they're going. You know, oh, like wow. you get assigned, you know, whatever shelter, county shelter, you know, gets you. So you can, oh. so it could be that they're not making enough and their, their commute is long. They're, right. There's call-offs, there's always call-offs. And it, sometimes it's about, well, why am I going to live and stay in El Monte and drive to Agora or to Lancaster? Right when I can make $23, $25 an hour at Starbucks, Chick-fil-A, you know what I mean? Like right. other places yeah. because they're not competitive with their wages. So that's very strange that you can't choose where you work. I mean, even as a volunteer, you can choose where you volunteer. <laughs> so it just seems like a funny system. Um, yeah, especially in a place like LA where commuting is so difficult and stressful and costly. I mean, yeah. That's like a major reason I left LA. <laughs> I just was <laughs> like, this is so expensive. I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I do, I mean, I miss a lot of things, but that's really interesting to know. Well, I, I mean, I hope it gets better, but I'm so grateful for people like you um, who do that that work. And I wish I was there to do more. I feel like I'm like, well, at least I could do this podcast and like try to donate money or supplies when I can. And I know you do take donations in case anyone listening wants to donate. Um, I feel like you have an Amazon wish list on your sanctuary. Is that right? And I do. Um, and then yeah. um, my Venmo account, I share it with the shelter. I mean, mm. there's so many like policies coming out that that's why like I try to stay like anonymous. I don't try to put right. like, you know, like my name out there, but I mean, just in case like, um, you know, it's, yeah, because like our policy does state like you can't be asking for donations, but I've noticed too, like if there's no donations for the small animals, like say like um, they provide everything, they provide the pellets, they provide the hay, which is, mm. you know, good, but like, you know, any enrichment, you know, stuff like that, that comes out of, that was coming out of my pocket. Um, the oh, veggies, wow. you know, okay. the, um rabbits you know guinea pigs need vegetables a lot of hamsters do too but we, right. we hardly get some but um that there's no the shelter does not provide that so like most like like i believe even like la city they the it's usually the volunteers or donations that come in so i'm like i'm gonna you know run it until somebody says something i'm like <laughs> you know like i'm doing what i can like you know for the small animals like they, i mean I feel like I have a pretty good working relationship with most of the staff. Like they know, like I'm there to help and, right. you know, and I, I usually pull the animals and take them to rescue. Like if a rescue has agreed to take them or to fall, like, you know, or okay. sometimes foster. So I feel like right now it's, it's, I haven't had any issues. So I, so that's a good that's thing. Good. I think I'm blessed in, in that area, but um, I don't know if anyone has seen my account before or not. Like even like the staff members that I'm close to, like I don't tell them like, "Hey, I run this account," you know. It does feel like there's a strange thing going on, and I've noticed this with other volunteers where they're like, "Oh, I can't, like, I can't say anything at the shelter about stuff that I, you know." It's like we just have to kind of like keep it under wraps and do what we need to do the best we can. Um, yeah. And I mean, I guess it has to do with government policy or whatever is going on there. But um, but it is unfortunate because most of it, it's all just about promoting the animals and and trying to get them enrichment so that, you know, if they look like happy, healthy animals, they're most more likely to be adopted and have a more pleasant transition into their new home. So it's really all just for everyone's benefit. But I get that it gets complicated. Yes. <laughs> So we have to tread lightly, like, uh, and it, yeah. I, and you're right. It's for all volunteers because at the end of the day, it, they don't need an excuse not to. I mean, they don't need to really, you know, like you see it. Like I, I, I haven't seen it in the county side, but I've seen it in the um, LA city side where you know they ask volunteers not to come back or you know they start you know having issues with staff and you know and 
it's, I'm pretty sure it's not a good feeling to, you know, you just want to do good. You know, you just want to like help the animals, get them out, like make them comfortable while they're there. And, you know, for staff to be, you know, trying to get you fired or suspended, like, because I've heard of suspensions, people getting fired, like on the LA city side. And it's just, I'm like, wow. Like, so I went in volunteering knowing like, hey, this can happen. So I'm trying to, you know, no, know where the line is. Like, I'm not staff. I'm not there to do their job. Like, I even like, you know, have spoken to some management. Is like, if I ever cross the line, like, please let me know. Like, you know, I'm not here to do That's your good. job or, you know, or, you know, get you upset or, you know, like, let me know where I'm, you know, if, if you're having any issues with me. Like, you know. right. Yeah, I think that's really smart just being communicative because I do think a lot of it probably is a, like that office politic, like, oh, like people are nervous and nobody wants to get, you know, suspended yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's good. I'm glad it's all working out for you. So now I'm curious about like um, going forward, what do you um, like, what are your dreams for your saint? It, you call it a sanctuary. Does that mean that like the animals you take in are animals that you plan to keep? Like all the hamsters that you have are there forever or are they kind of on foster? Like if someone wants to adopt them, are they available? Um, I don't have time to do um, adoptions. I, like okay. I, I try to do it and it, it could be, I'm, I feel like I'm stretched out too thin. So like, you know, like wanting to go yeah. to, you know, I work full time. Um, I work full times and um, sometimes I'm on call for work and, you know, it's just long hours um, at my job. And then I try to make it to the shelter, you know, on the weekends or whenever I'm off and, you know, dealing with adoptions, it's, um, there's a lot of people that say like, Hey, like I want to adopt. And then, you know, you try to walk them through like, you know, the proper setups Mm -hmm. or the food and some of them just, you know, I've heard of it. It's happened to me. Like it kind of just fade out or I, I don't know if they just get like discouraged and be like, oh, well, I can just go to Petco and nobody asks me anything or, you know, or I can just go to the shelter and nobody <laughs> says anything. Like, you know, like nobody, you know, right. is checking on me, but, um, and then one thing it's like, um, some people don't know is like, um, I'm in contact with rescues, you know, we're all a small community. So like, mm-hmm sometimes like when someone wants to adopt you'd be like hey like has this person contacted do you guys know who this is and if you'll realize that they're shopping around you know like they're telling like say me and you know Baldwin park and you know like south la that they want to adopt a hamster and it's like okay like um you know like our time is limited you know it's valuable and sometimes it's it's just like it's so time consuming so i I realized, okay, there's a need for a place for say like hamps, like white hamsters with ruby eyes, you know, that hardly get adopted <laughs> um, yeah. for special needs hamsters, you know, like whether they need like something medical or um, mm-hmm. um, I did have a few medical hamsters at one point, like um, Nova who needed like teeth trimming, monthly teeth right. trimming, like that would cost about a hundred dollars. Um, right. Um, things like that, you know, things that would discourage people from adopting sometimes like, you know, with a nail trim and, you know, like a vet visit, like off the bat is not ideal for someone. So I decided to just try to keep my numbers low. It doesn't always happen (laughs) because 13 is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. So that is not my, that is not my intention. (laughs) So my limit was going to be, you know, seven to 10, but like I said, sometimes okay. you go through these, like these waves that there's a need right. for, you know, to take, to take in some hamsters or, you know, people find hamsters, people, um, you know, and they have nowhere to take them. So it's like, you can't really say no to those, you know, like if somebody messes you, messes, messages you and says like, Hey, I found a hamster while I'm hiking. Like I have no clue how to take care of them. You know, like, 
that's, right. you know, those are the ones that we can't say no to. Not the, like, sometimes we do, like, we do offer, like, hey, I can help you sex them and, you know, help you get some bins, but I can't take any in, you know. Or sometimes right. when they say, like, hey, this lady lives in West Covina and she's going to surrender the hamsters. Well, guess where they're going? Baldwin Park. So my <laughs> just take them in. You know, that's happened before, right. too. But, yeah. Um, would I see myself? I'm like, what was the question? Sorry. <laughs> well, I was, yeah, I guess it was twofold, but um, <laughs> it was kind of like, where do you see your sanctuary or like, what do you see? Do you have a goal for what you're doing currently? Or do you just feel like you are doing what you are hoping to do? Like this is, you know, just continuing the work and trying to get the word out there. Um, yeah. Just kind of curious, like what your, what your forward um, thinking is. I think I'm doing what like I intended to do. Just um, you know, bring those hamsters in that you know are not um, the underdogs, the underhams, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know, give them a home, give them like you know their meals, playtime, you know, whatever right. I can give them that you know make them comfortable, and you know they're not living in a critter trail or you know not getting the proper nutrition. So um, that's. Um, I, I think I'm that that was just my goal and like I said like I'm a sucker for the for the underham like you know the ruby eyes yeah. and the medically needy so um yeah so I that's I, yeah I think I reached my goal in that sense like you know what I was meant to do like if anyone like you know um I did adopt out donuts he was a Syrian hamster that belonged mm. to several college students they all graduated okay. and didn't know what to do with the hamster. So, um, so that's a, yes. So, and he was like in a small cage. So I brought him in. Um, I had a night angel open. So he was living okay. in a night angel and, um, somebody, I think her, I forgot what her um, account name is online, but I often like to share her stories. She just messaged me and said like, Hey, is he up for adoption? <laughs> so, uh, at that point, yes, like, you know, because I'm like, okay, this person is serious. Like, you know, like, because right. I don't say like, hey, you know, he's up for adoption. And, you know, I looked at her stories and, you know, saw what um, what kind of care she gave her previous hamster. And mm-hmm. um, and I was like, yes, like, you know, if you want to take them, like, you know, go, you know, like more than happy to let him go into a home where there's less hamsters and, you know, he gets more and more attention. So. Right. So yeah. people reach oh, out and great. want to adopt. Yes, like I'm willing to to okay. work with them. But yeah, I hear you with the like screening people. I think that does get tricky. Um, and people are flaky. I can imagine it's just like a waste of time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know it how. Can be, like very yeah. discouraging. And sometimes, like I feel like I got to take care of my mental health. Like you know, like um, mm-hmm. my job is very like my job can be. Um. You do. I deal with the part of society that people, um, well, people don't want to hear about. You know, I deal with, um, mm-hmm. you know, felons, um, sex offenders, like anything, like you know, like right. anything that's not murderers, sex offenders. You know, just um, that type of work. And then you go into the, wow. you know, and then you end up volunteering at the shelter, and it's like. I wanted to do something outside of my job, but yet you realize there's so many similarities to it. Like, you know, there's animal abuse, dog abuse, you know, like everything, you know, everything you see, you know, the animals are neglected, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know, bait dogs or, you know, or the bunnies come in and, you know, obviously they need medical and they just decided to dump them. You're dealing with like a part of society that, that it's draining. It could be very draining. It could be draining, like, you know, your ugly side of like humanity, like, you know, so it, it's, yeah. you're already like getting drained, like, you know, from the shelter, from your, your job. And then, you know, you're trying to, you know, educate the public. And sometimes they just like, like you said, they flake out on you and it's just like, oh, like, I just, I feel like I'm trying to like protect myself from too much disappointment. Like, you know, I don't know yeah, if that makes sense. I don't blame you. And I find, no, it doesn't. And as you were saying that, I was just thinking about how 
I was planning to volunteer at the LA shelters, um, but it's kind of a process and you have to like give them references and like, you know, it's the whole thing. And, and, um, and I, in that time I visited a few, like I brought some donations. I went to the Baldwin park shelter to get a hamster. And, um, I, I was struck it like the shelters are not actually the ball. I mean, I feel like the Baldwin park was, it's like kind of out there in this like strange, I'm like, where am I? It feels like kind of random, but, um, like, but, um, but the, the, like the West Valley shelter, like West, not Valley, not Valley. It was, um, West LA shelter. Like, I feel like both, it was kind of a stressful experience going there. Like, um, uh, like when I went there, I tried to bring the donations and the staff. See, I mean, they seemed, I feel like they almost kind of like laughed at me. <laughs> they were like, what, that, like these for hamsters. And, and, um, and then, and then, um, and like, I remember like outside of the shelter, it was, um, like there was a woman in the parking lot who was like yelling at me. And like, I don't know, it just was this kind of stressful experience. And, I feel like just and being inside the shelter was also sort of stressful. Like you just see all these animals who, who need extra care. And, and some of them, you know, you know that they're in the state they're in because someone, you know, whether intentionally or unintentionally abused them. And I think it was, I, I kind of wasn't sure if I could handle that. I kind of, I was like, you know, maybe I'm more of a foster or adopter. Like, I, you know, like maybe this isn't, something I can handle. Can I don't, to. I mean, yeah, I just found, I mean, the times that I was, was there, I just found it very stressful, like seeing the animals and seeing kind of the, I don't know, surrounding circumstances. And even like you said, like the shortest staff, like it's just stressful. And I, I can imagine, I mean, power to you. That, I mean, it sounds like you have a stressful job and I think working at a shelter is stressful. So I, I mean, yeah, I think, you're doing really good work. You're clearly a very Thank strong you. person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I've, heard, I've heard a lot of people say like, oh, I can't step foot into a shelter. And I mean, I yeah. understand, but I just like, I also like how I started, like, you know, getting like, um, getting to know these people like online or the accounts. It's like, um, I had foster dogs like a long time ago. But I never, like, just like most of the public, I never thought about, like, rabbits and hamsters also need help, mm-hmm. you know, and guinea pigs. And right. I started by pledging. Like, you know, when people are like, oh, there's a senior dog. Oh, I'll pledge 50 bucks. You know, and then I started mm-hmm. pledging. And I started, like, you know, of course, the, I, you know, once you like an account here, like, Instagram, social media is going to tell mm-hmm. you, oh, well here's South LA, here's West LA, here's East Valley. Like, you know, so you start liking right. them and following them. And then like, and then you're like, oh, they need, you know, supplies. Okay. So you buy off their, that's how I started too, as well. Like, you know, like right. um, at first I was just, I was just dropping big money. No, just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, I was pledging. And then I right. started, you know, um, buying supplies or, you know, would see stuff like, on sale and then um would I think I gave some to Queenie at one point before mm-hmm. I became a volunteer and then um and then you know so on so on and you know yeah the shelter is not for everyone it, it can be stressful and you know and figuring things out too like you know like who's who what's what what's your role and sometimes mm-hmm. you know like the volunteers don't stick around like you know um I know like some of the volunteers mean well, but sometimes it's like, oh, we're just here from like six to eight or whatever. And then they just drop what they're doing and leave. And it's like, no, you have to like, you know, <laughs> you know, it's kind you of like hiking. You finish, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't. That's leave no trace. <laughs> you know? so, so I could see like why like the staff kind of get frustrated, you know, like about, you know, some of the volunteers or, you know, like, and, and it's, and it's just like a whole, like, right. you know, like we said, like a whole, like other world of like politics and stuff. And, you know, some people right. ask me like, how is it being a volunteer? And I said, I feel like I'm, I feel like my parents are in like a bad divorce sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? I'm not because you have the shelter like employees and then the rescues and you're in the middle. You're, right. oh, you're not a yeah. rescue and you're not mm-hmm. a shelter employee. 
So and you're just trying to get everyone to get along so that the animals have the best outcome. Exactly. Yeah. So. Wow. That's, that's some good analogy there. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, to be clear, I would have volunteered anyway, but I did find it. I was like, oh, this is, I mean, I think it's hard to know. And probably every shelter is a little different, but um, yeah, uh, it's so funny during COVID, like they made it so extra hard. This is how I got into hamsters is I was like, I want to volunteer with an animal rescue. And like, everybody was like, sorry, we're closed because of COVID, which makes no sense. Like you still need people. People. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'll wear a mask, whatever, but um. Uh, but then, um, and I think I just started reaching out then to small animal rescues. And I think I found, um, we companions and they were like, you know what we need more than anything is like, please take in some hamsters. <laughs> like, they, <laughs> and then, um, and then I realized there were hamster rescues much closer to me than we companions. And so I gave them money and then I was like, all right, I'll find a, a hamster that's not two hours away. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I had no idea. Um, like you, the, I didn't know. I mean, I just thought you got hamsters at Petco. Like in my head, I was like, a hamster only lives like a year or two. Why would anyone ever dump them? They're like, it's like the easiest, I mean, like short commitment. Right. I mean, you commit, you can do this, right? It's a year and a half of your life. You can do this. (laughs) It just seems so silly to me, but I, I guess, you know, if you get a hamster medical needs or whatever it is, and, and it's true to do it right. It does take time and patience and learning, um, but I think you can do a pretty good setup for a hamster with some cool cardboard and like a good bin and like, you know, just get creative. I don't think you have to spend a lot of money for them a to have a good life. Yeah. You just need to be creative and um, they appreciate it. I think they do. <laughs> um, no, even yeah. the shelter staff. I mean, like going in there, like I've had like shelter staff tell me like, like, oh, I never knew this. Or like, oh, since you got mm-hmm. here, like, I don't, like, I'm not so scared of the guinea pigs anymore. Or, you know, like, or, Aww, oh, I don't know, like, so or it's nice. easier. Like, yeah, like, it's, it has been rewarding. Like, you know, like, so, um, the staff so are great. nice, you know, like, I'm able to work with management, like, they're open to ideas, but is, you know, but it's still, like, it still has, you know, its challenges. But it's more like on the policy side than more than like the shelter. So I've been very fortunate. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, Okay. So I'm sure you're, where are you going by the, or I don't know if you want to say, but because you're transporting guinea pigs, (laughs) are you, is this a long transport? Um, No, I'm like almost home. Oh, okay. Okay. So So I'll give you one more question and then, and then I'm sure you probably have to have to go. But, um, so my last question, because you have so many hamsters, I am curious about your setup at home and how you keep them all. Are they like all in the same room or are they in separate rooms? Do you have like one playpen that they take turns in or like, how do you deal? And also when you're not there, like, what do you do? Because that's a lot of, that's a lot of hamsters. (laughs) <laughs> so um i i they're mainly like in i i have a two i have two bedrooms so one bedroom is dedicated to most of my like well all the animals basically i do have um two night angels in my living room like i try okay. to set up to look nice and you know um i have those two out there everybody else we we do keep them in i believe it's 120 bins okay like, um obviously i mean it's we do what we can you know um mm-hmm. we don't have the room i that's that's part of um rescue i mean having the sanctuary that is the hardest for me and harder to accept and not harder to accept i have like when i talk to like other rescues like say um you know, um, hamster rescue, Maria, um, Kelly mm-hmm. from, you know, Arizona. Um, that's, that's why, you, uh, I don't know how to say this. That was like the harder part. Like, you know, we're, we're teaching proper hamster care and some of us, um, like on um, tiny tracks too, like, you know, they, they say like, right. Hey, like these setups are not, you know, they're not what we try to teach the public. Like, Hey, like, you know, but we have, an unusual amount of hamsters, you know, like we do what we can, like, you know, they, right. they have a wheel, they have proper food. Like I said, like, you know, um, um, like I said, that's very hard for me. That's, that's been the hardest part of rescue, you know, because right. you want to give them this amazing life, 
And I have to be okay with they're not in a critter trail. They're not being dumped. They're not, you know, like they are in this enclosure that has wheels, that has, you know, tunnels, that has, you know, this setup for them. And, you know, and they're safe. You know, they're they're safe. They're happy. You know, they have their veggies, their whimsies. Like, you know, um, yeah. So it's, it's 120 quarter bins or bigger. I, I'm trying to, I do have like a, the Ikea hack. I always call it the lemon, but I know it's not the lemon. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's funny. And I try not to keep Syrians too much. There's a, um, Syrians are like easily adoptable. Like they I would, are. I would yeah. say, um, there was one that was stuck at the Downey shelter that I did end up getting and she's a hamster bird. So, okay. you know, so she's, I don't force them to come out. Like, you know, I try to handle them as much as I can, you know, but I accept them for who they are. Like, you know, like <laughs> if they just, you know, want to hide all day, if she comes out and, you know, I throw out a treat and, you know, I'll bring her out, let her run around. I do have the Papa playpens. I used to be like, when I had just like my personal hamsters, I did have like the pool, like the medium dog pools. Yeah. And I would have them in there. Now it's like, Kind of like Rosie does it at West LA is the pop-up, you know, where you Mm -hmm. can just wipe it down and give them some free time. Like, you know, um, whether it's 30 minutes or sometimes longer, you know, Mm -hmm. and then just clean it up and for the next hamster. Or um, usually I do like two hamsters like to a pop-up playpen and then just, you know, do the other ones just in case, you know, for for those purposes. But um, yeah, you got me there. That is the hardest part is just like, I'm teaching you, like, you know, I'm showing you like, I have quite a few, I have, how many night angels do I have? One, two, three, four, five. Wow. Well, six, if you're counting, I, like I said, I'm so bad with like, that newer brand, I it starts with a B. Oh, Bukastat or Bukast, yeah. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always make up names for everything so that I have about like seven like seven night angels so about half of my hamsters are like in night angels that's where like I said I like to keep the numbers low wow. you know so for that that's good but, but the other one and it's so hard like sometimes because you're just like oh like who's gonna go into night angel and who's not like you know so I know like, <laughs> so I made that's that like, decision before yeah <laughs> So it's a little hard. Like I just picked up the one that I posted. Um, um, this hamster was at a Petco and it looks like it has neurological or extreme well, yeah. stress. Yeah. So I was like, Aww. I was like, okay. It's a like, robo. Yeah. The little robo. So yeah. um, she was like running around like all frantic. I was like, okay, is that neurological or is that just stress from, you know, being right. in that small enclosure? So um I do have a night angel open right now, but I was just like, oh, but the other residents have been waiting. <laughs> you know, like that's not like <laughs> that's but- amazing. <laughs> it is hard, I know, because I've had that too, where I'm like, well, this hamster is like kind of more active than this other one, but this yes. one's older and has, you know, like, oh, like, yeah, it's a tough decision to make. I'm so impressed though that you can get that many big cages in your in your room. Like I have an office where I work and also my hamsters are in and I have two night angel Vista cages. And I, uh, I think I'm going to take in at least one or two other robos that are looking for homes in the area. And like, Uh I, um, I'm like, I don't know how many cages I could, like, I feel like I'm starting to run. There's not that much space. Like when you include the cages plus like the supplies and the, and the bin, you're like the, sorry, playpen, like, there's not a lot left. <laughs> like, oh, that's why, like, I ended up with the pop-up playpens because the pools right. weren't ideal anymore. I had to break them down, you know. Like, oh, you break them down every time. Oh, wow. But, yeah, I mean, there. Yeah. I mean, when I first started and they were my personal, I mean, that's what like everyone was like. Oh, your playpens, your playpens. Oh my God, your, play-. you know, when they come <laughs> to my place and be like, Oh my God, the playpens like that I see like online. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, but then you know I started more into like the sanctuary side and I was like that was hard to let go too like yeah I was like you know they had these extravagant like play pens and it's you know it's a sacrifice but I mean but at the end of the day they're not at the shelter they're safe you know they have a spinning wheel water because you know at the shelters like as much as they try you know they're like I said they're understaffed and I've noticed Mm -hmm. 
if one area is gonna suffer, it's a small animal. It's small you animals. Know, like, yeah. Yeah. Because the dogs are more available to the public. So are the cats. Like, you know, that's what most of the people gravitate to or think of when they go, you know, to the shelters. And, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, like there's several people there that go and be like, oh, I never thought, oh, blah, blah, blah. So that's not like an area like a lot of people, you know, are, you know, waking up to and be like, oh, I'm going to go adopt and go to the shelter for right. a hamster or a guinea pig. So I feel like that's like the most forgotten area, like in the, in the shelter, you know. Right. Yeah. I so agree. And I think like when you think about it, like dogs and cats are such a part of our everyday lives, like growing up, you always, you know, so you kind of have like a intuitive sense of how to take care of a dog or a cat, like at least basic stuff. But most people have no idea what to do with a hamster or, I mean, so I can't imagine like in a understaffed situation, how they would have the time, resources, energy to you know, think about like, like enriching experiences for a rabbit. Like, it's just <laughs> <Exactly>. not, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's a challenge. Um, yeah, well, that's so great. Thank you. I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, I mean, I'm so impressed that on your vacation, you are transporting guinea pigs. <laughs> so true <laughs> to your mission. Um, but I'm glad you had at least a fun day yesterday, hopefully. Um, and you, you still, you went to Disneyland after all, or? I went to Disneyland, but I was trying. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, it's, it's hard. And if, you know, I, yeah. it, it's very hard because I was trying to see if someone could pick up the one, the one with the neurological. Like, right. Know, I was just mm -hmm. like, and you have to constantly remind yourself, like, this is supposed to be your time off. And then sometimes, right. like, you know, when you're with people and people are texting you about something or, you know, yeah. like an emergency or, you know, or something comes up and you're just like, you have to remind yourself, like, I need to get off the phone. Like that work is always going to be there. Like, you know, like, so true. Um, yeah. You know, and, but I didn't do a good job yesterday. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. Like I, I, at one point when like I had five hamsters, that's why I'm like, 13. I don't know how you do it. Like five, they kept me so busy. I think because also they were like all the same age. So like they started to have medical issues kind of at the same time. And I had two, um, who would like flip, they had like balance issues. So they would flip and get stuck on their backs. Oh. So I would like, I would like keep them. I had a lot of them in my bedroom at, like, at some point, like they, and you know, I would like, I feel like I would sleep so lightly and they would like squeak and I wake up and like flip them back. And, but it got to a point where like, I felt like I couldn't leave home because like they would, you know, I had like little hamster cams. I'd be like, oh no, one of them flipped over and I'm not there. Or I'm like in a meeting and I can't get up and flip them back. Um, I could like see them struggling. Um, I remember one time I got invited to like have drinks with some friends and I, I put my little elderly robo like in a critter trail so, so I could like bring her with me to the, my friend's <laughs> house. So I was like, I can't leave her alone. She's just... <laughs> She's no, I'm, I'm, I've done that too. I mean, luckily yeah. I do. I there's a girl near like in my area in the West Covina area that mm -hmm. she does like home visits. So she's um oh, she's good. done that for me. Um, she actually is a shelter um employee, but oh, wow. and then she she loves the fact that they're hamsters. So she's like, I could come like at any time. Like I can go over like at night. So I've done right. that, and I do frequent. Well, I haven't gone. I haven't gone too often, but I. I do frequent the Arizona area and I, I kid you not, like the hamsters that, um, that at the time, like were like medically needy, like, you know, had, you know, medication or I pack them up mm -hmm. and take them, you yeah. know, like, um, I'm fortunate that I can, my car, like I can leave it on with the air running if I need to stop somewhere, you mm -hmm. know, um, so, I mean, so they don't like overheat if it's hot, okay. but no, I take them, I take them with me. So that makes sense. it's, yeah. yeah, but it's a little bit harder to travel and do all these things that, you know, that I used to do before, like before going into rescue, but it's a sacrifice and it's worth it. And it's yeah. just kind of like, you have to build your community, you know, like, um, right. You know who you can trust to come in. And it's, it's like, Hey, mm -hmm. like, you know, um, and that's what I liked about, um, what's her name? Victoria, when she was going mm -hmm. on her vacation, I don't know, like give you follow um I think she was going to be gone for 10 days and she's like I haven't done this like you know and 
if they don't bring out the hamsters for free time, like, you know, they're not going to die. They're safe. They're, you know, like, right. we still have to live our lives. We still have to do things like, you know, like as best as yeah. we can. And we, you know, we are, you know, like I said, like work takes so much, the shelter takes so much. And then home, yeah. like, you know, with, it takes so much, but you have to fill your cup as well. And it's like learning that balance, which, which is a struggle. Like, you know, it's, yeah. it's a struggle. But yeah. I mean, we, but I think as long as we keep it in mind, like we're able to do this day in, day out and building your community of like, Hey, you know, I need, I need help or I need, you know, someone to, I need a vacation, you know, can someone yeah. come in, whether it's like, or you have to take that into account. Hey, it's going to cost me $25 a night to be extra to be gone. So this person can come in and check the wheels, check that the water's coming out or didn't spill over or, you know what I mean? Like, right. And feeding. So, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It is a sacrifice. I find though, it like it's like you have to fill your cup, but then also I feel like that that kind of interaction is very fulfilling at the same time. So I feel like there's sort of a yeah, like you said, like you need the break, but it also I feel like when I don't, there was after I had the five, I was like, okay, maybe I'm gonna like take a little pause, but then I just was like, oh, my life feels empty. Like I, you know. <laughs> This, yes. this was a lot of the, you know, what, what got me up every morning. And um, yeah, so I think there there's a balance there, I think, for sure. Um, yeah. But th- I don't want to take up too much of your time, but thank you so much for chatting with me. And um, no, thank yeah, you. hopefully um, I'll let you know when this goes live. Um, yeah, I have to, I'm still working out all the like the logistics, but um, I'm getting better. <laughs> it's a process. <laughs> so, I understand. So, but- Yes. And if anyone wants to donate or anything, it's your Instagram is chips hamster sanctuary. All one word, right? Okay. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much. Yeah. Okay. Talk soon. Thank you. Bye.